happy 2024 happy new year welcome to the genre of your life podcast a show all about movies tv and the genres that define us i am one of your hosts doug jones with me as always are my amazing and fantastic co-hosts and three of my best friends first off we have the one the only filmmaker critic producer mr nick johnson how are you today my good my good sir man i'm doing good i'm doing good glad to be here how are you doing I'm doing good, man. Love seeing you last night. Thanks for another fun night at the movies, at the screenings. Man, I couldn't do that with you, my friend. It was just course, an bro, honor thank last you for night. Me. Oh, man, please, man. It was kind of sad, too, that our, that our press uh, our press row was kind of empty. We were kind of like, oh, just us. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to having you on the show, my friend. Anyway, next up, right out of Chicago, it's critic filmmaker as well. It's Mr. Joel Kindlin. How are you today, my good sir? I'm good. I'm good. Ready to get this uh, next year started. See how uh, far we can expand our community of uh, what, what, what are we called? Xenophiles? Xenophiles? I don't want to say the wrong thing. Xenophiles? Uh, xenophiles, yes. And just, you know, uh, find people that enjoy our show and also to, uh, you know, make a good, safe space and uh, great community for com- uh, for, you know, other movie lovers. Yes, sir. I cannot agree more. And last but not least, straight out of Los Angeles himself. It's filmmaker, director, producer, Mr. Hollywood himself. It's Mr. Moses Lolly. Welcome back, sir. How are you feeling today? Welcome back to the show, my friend. <laughs> uh, it's good to be back, you know. Um, two in a row. Yeah. Huh? Two in a row, my friend. You're back. Two episodes back to back. I love this. <laughs> I mean, I could, I couldn't, I couldn't miss the new year. You know, I, I didn't want to, you know, miss a chance of, you know, uh, being part of the, you know, team. I started off it, you know, in January, and uh, you know, trying to make sure we kick it off this year, and you know, bring as many people to, you know, to this platform as much as possible, and uh, you know, people that love movies, love talking about it, love, you know, everything about film. You know, it's all here, and uh, want to bring more of them here. So. Yes, sir. Perfectly said, my friend. Also, uh, Nick, I think last week you wanted to say something. You were like, about 2024, do you remember? I wrote it down. You know, I honestly don't remember. You're going to have to refresh okay. my memory. When we got, for, for our listeners, we hopped up the show, and Nick was like, you know what? She said this, and Nick wanted to say, 2024 is our year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no one said that. Like, as I noticed as 2023 was wrapping up, like, no one was saying, like, oh, man, like, when 2024 starts, that's going to be our year. So, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I guess 2023 was kind of tough for everybody, but I feel like I can feel it in my bones right now. I feel like, not to jinx it, I just want to put this positive energy out there into the universe. I feel like 2024, this year is going to be our year, man. This is going to be the year. All the dreams either come true or start to come true. I just... I have a good feeling about this year, you know? Well said, my friend. Beautifully said. And on that, thank you all for joining this year. Hope you had a great new year, had a great, great holiday. As always, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform of choice. We also have a full, full audio show on our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Midway Avenue Productions. Whether you're on Spotify, Apple, or YouTube, whatever, hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button. Please, please, please leave a rating, leave a review. We want to have more attraction to other potential sponsors, as may other you know, press opportunities. So having, by you all leaving a rating and review really, really means the world to us. Um, again, we want to hear the feedback. If you're liking the show, great. If you're not liking the show, please let us know. If you hate us, that's fine too. Listen, good press, 
Bad press is good press too. We will take it. We want to hear from you. Okay, so please comment, review, rate the show. I want to hear from you guys. Like I said, we had a fantastic, fantastic 2023. Thanks to you all. This has been an amazing show. We want to keep it going, keep the momentum going like Nick said. So please review, rate, subscribe, follow, share us around. It means the world to us. World to us. And as always, guys, thank you so much for your support. All righty. With the new year, with a new episode of the podcast, we have our first review off the bat. And... Nick and myself last night went to the screening of the new Universal and Blumhouse picture, Night Swim. And Night Swim, that's going to be a non-spoiler review. You can see the movie yourself this weekend, obviously. Basically, it's about his family moves into a house. I think it was like Minnesota, right, Nick? Something like that. Something more in the Midwest. I th- it seemed like it, yeah. It's Midwest. Um, family moves in. Uh, dad, is a reti- dad is like a once baseball player, had an injury. Uh, they move into this house. And then, you know, their pool, they, again, they have a house with a pool, but things don't really seem to be all nice and dandy with a new house and with the, with the house, with buying a house. And the pool seems very, we'll just say weird, I'll say that. Moving to a, moving to a new house with that kind of strange occurrences with the pool. Nick, you're a, you, you've made a horror short. You are a horror, horror expert as well. I, again, as, by, by hearing our reaction last night that you that I posted on YouTube and our Instagram and our socials, whatever, um, you know, what was your kind of overall take on you know our first movie of the year, but also the new Blumhouse horror pick, uh, Night Swim? So overall, um, it 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 was a fun watch. It was a cool little popcorn flick. It had a solid uh, start to it, and it had it had a good build up. You know, they um, the the opening sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, like it could have, and I said this in the uh, in the theater, that could have just been its own short film. I know the it was it was based off of either a short film or a book, um, or but the, it was both. No, it was a, it was a short short film. There's a book called The Night Swim, but this was been okay. a short film that the guys made a couple years ago. Okay, well, I I haven't seen that short film. I've only seen um this this theatrical one, but the the opening sequence, I was like, this is actually really interesting. This could kind of just be like a, a a short on its own i don't know if that's how it originally was i don't know if the original short went like that but it did a good job um it set up kind of like the uh the atmosphere of the movie set up the 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 scare set up the threat pretty solid and then you know after that it, it gets into the the main family with the father played by um wyatt russell and you know it goes into his whole thing and it was it was interesting to kind of like see his whole like him dealing with all of it and seeing like the family dynamic. Um, the one of the main things for me though overall, and I, I'm not going to spoil it, but I wish the family dynamic was fleshed out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have because it seemed like there was also something going on between Wyatt Russell's character and like his son because uh, like the son was kind of like, well, I'm, I don't know if I'm really as good an athlete as as like my dad is you know his dad was like a famous uh like baseball star in the movie so i would have liked to see a little bit more with that um a little bit more of like what exactly was this threat it was just kind of like towards the end of the movie the 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 pacing Doug, you brought this up in the theater like the pacing kind of just like yeah, it sped up. You know, I got a little yeah. bit of whiplash. It kind of felt like it was like, okay, guys, like we have like this first seventy five percent of the movie is solid, but now we we really got to wrap it up. So it just kind of it just seemed a little bit rushed towards the end and a, a little bit too 
too easy. Like one, there was a character that knew something that I feel like they shouldn't have known because they weren't exposed to that information. Like, um, um, you could kind of like infer like, well, maybe this is how they found out, but it didn't seem like the movie was trying to be ambiguous with it. It kind of just seemed like the movie was like, here, it's it's like this, it's like this, and it's like this. So, you know, it, it was just like they uh, they could have worked on the pacing a little bit more. Um, and then, you know, just, yeah, like I said earlier, just like fleshing out some of the relationships, some of the family dynamics. But overall, um, it was solid. I would probably give it like a 6.9 to like a 7.0 out of 10. Um, yeah, I think I, I probably would have just gave this movie to like A24 or something like that instead of Blumhouse. Because I feel like A24, yeah. like when they do horror movies... One, like it's scary, but it's it's always a uniquely scary experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's like you don't really get that type of like horror from more mainstream movies. And also with A twenty four horror movies, there's always like there's always an underlying theme or like story. Like it, I noticed if you take the scary stuff out of the A twenty four horror movies then just like the whole like family dynamic or the drama or just that main story, it's still very intriguing. I wasn't really, really getting this with, with Night Swim. And I don't think it was supposed to be like that type of movie anyway. I wasn't trying to be, but that's just my own personal thing. I just kind of, I like that about movies. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you can kind of like peel back the layers and um, have multiple conversations about this. Like with Night Swim, it was like, you know, it's a, it's a pool. There's some scary shit uh, uh, credits. I mean, and, and the funny thing, too, is that when it ended, people were like, clapping, and me and Nick were like, no fucking way. We were like, hold up now. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm like, dude, we see the same movie. I was like, wait a second. People were like, yeah, that was so great. And I'm like, oh. Nah, I wasn't. They was probably clapping because it was over. <laughs> yeah, that. It, <laughs> well, the plane lands. Let's clap. Okay. All right. I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's more of a white people thing. Don't be wrong. And it's just like, come on now, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. But... I'll tell you, I've never clapped when the plane landed, bro. So I'll take word for it. I'm white. I've, I'm seen, like, I've seen it. It's just, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? But yeah, you know, I, you know, I, you're definitely giving it a higher rating than I, than I definitely, than I definitely will. It's just, you're right, because you know, my well, first things first. I said to our I think your reaction as well was like the main takeaway from this movie, guys, literally into our audience, is that. Get your pipes checked. Get your mm-hmm. plumbing checked. Like seriously, this movie made me scared of pipes and plumbing. Like there was some nasty shit in their pipes. I'm like, this is the real, this is the real horror of this movie. Check your pipes. Get your plumbing checked. I'm just like, because I'm like, I'm, I'm just kind of like, what? Wh- how does so? How does this not go notice of how nasty your pipes and plumbing is? But yeah, they had like black water coming up out of the drains, and I, I didn't, I didn't what? know if that was from like the ghosts or whatever was was going on or if it was just the the plumbing itself because they were saying like oh man well it's collect is connected to the um to like the natural water source it's like bro this is black goo coming up out of here man (laughs) you telling me this is water i don't know about that player man (laughs) i don't know about that like you that's why everyone was going crazy man because the water was contaminated I feel like too, like when you buy a house, you get probably, you, I I assume Kalen buy to this like they get you get they get a house inspection before you, you yeah. buy the house. It's normal. Yeah, you're supposed to make but... sure that it's um is going to be habitable for the person moving in. Yeah, it's exactly. So I was like, this man had a black swimming pool. 
That's ridiculous. Bro, this man, he put his hand in the thing and went <laughs> with all this black goo, and I was like, "Yeah, man, mm -hmm. I'm getting my pipe checked." Please, love of God. Um, but you know, to echo what you said too, Nick, I think some things should stay a short film. You know, there's really been some great proof of concept films or great short films that try to become feature films, and yeah. they don't work. They don't really work. I think, for example, um, that movie Kin. Michael B. Jordan produced this movie. It's um. Uh, this kid, this little kid, finds kind of like this alien weapon thing, whatever. Uh, and like it's kind of like it's like eight, ten minute short film about him kind of discovering this weapon. It was like, oh, what's this? And they made it a, a feature film. And I remember hearing just awful things about. It. They were like, this should have stayed a short film. You're just like, oh man, like again, I watched it. Yeah, I heard from people. I heard from people literally at. At school and stuff, they were just like, it came out during college, and people were just like, yo, this movie was boring. I'm oh, like, oh, it's a, it's a shame. But I don't know, some things should say a short film. Uh, you know, Blumhouse to me has been more of a hit or miss recently. I think they haven't been as consistent as they used to be for me personally. Like, even my out of theater reaction for Iron Claw, I was saying the same thing about 824. 824 has been kind of like hit or miss for me recently. Again, it's me personally. So to me, I'm just like, I don't think they've been, again, I, again you and I both like. Uh, Exorcist Believer. Everyone else hated it. We liked it. For, like we had, we had a good time with it. So to me, it's been kind of like yo hit or miss with me because their films. I think I've been more attracted to their rated R content and they're more kind of like quote unquote like more horrific or more kind of like mature movies. Cause I feel like that PT thirteen is very diluted and very bland to their horror. Yeah, you got to water it down with with PG thirteen movies because like we got to make it so right. that everybody can come and see. With rated R, it's like you know you can get more mature with it not just talking with like like sex and violence but just right. like how they handle certain um like themes and messages you know what i mean like you can have stuff be a little bit more emotionally resonant oh, totally. with with more mature uh, uh storytelling and like i said too, i mean that's i echo what you said too because i feel like with a twenty a twenty four could have had this movie definitely would have been more mature and like you said more handled me differently and you know too i think you know james wan who i admire he produced this movie um, he's very good at finding talent from short films, i.e., you know, Lights Out and a few other different movies. Like, he's very good at finding short films to make into feature films. Do they always work? No. And I think that James Wan is no stranger to rated R and darker filmmaking in terms of horror, i.e., you know, Conjuring, you know, Malignant, and stuff like that. So to me, I'm like, hey, you definitely should, you know, you should definitely bring that rated R, you know, filmmaking technique, filmmaking mentality to a movie like this, where you can get more scary and make it more like, ooh, hell no. But like, it felt very safe and like kind of like, what is it? Watered down, no pun intended, watered down in these terms. Um, but I, I, I want, I mean, I do have some pros, obviously, with this. It's, like I said, the opening, I agree with you too, Nick. The opening scene's really cool. I think you see yesterday at the movie, you were saying that the opening scene probably was the short film. Yeah, because it really seemed like it. Like, it, it just kind of seemed like, I, like, you know, you go on a YouTube, you type in, like, like short film, and it's like this little five-minute contained story. And, you know, it's, it's ambiguous, but it's scary, but it's kind of, like, supposed to be a little bit ambiguous, because that's what helps create the intrigue. You know, but and like you said earlier, like, you know, maybe you should have just kind of stayed as a short because like that intrigue, it, you know, it can only go so far. If you stretch it out too much, it's just it loses its its magic, you know, it, it just doesn't feel like where the risks and, you know. Besides, yeah, like the opening scene, I did enjoy. I thought it was it was filmed real well. It kind of set the mood for the most part before it kind of got a little too rushed. I did mm -hmm. like I did like the 
the baseball element as a former baseball player, high school star myself. I, you know, I, it's, I like that. I like when baseball kind of incorporated into a movie like this. I, I do like that. I do like the, the, the parents between Ryan Russell and, um, the, I, call, I, call, I call her the Walmart Walmart version of Rebecca Ferguson. Um, and I, and I, know, I know she was she was I know she was in um oh my gosh she was in the that Irish movie that yeah Carrie Condon uh Carrie Condon who I think is, I think she's a good film. oh oh well she's she's Friday from Avengers and Captain America she's the voice of uh um Tony Stark's AI. Wait, that's, that's I, her. That's her. Yeah, that's her. She's, Yo, she's, she's wow. Irish. Yeah, she's Irish. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's Friday from the Avengers movies. Wow, so, no, I didn't know that. That's crazy. That's, that's cool. So I thought her and White, White Russell were pretty good. They're trying to like really save this movie for what it was, but for some reason it just wasn't working with the family dynamic. I don't know. It just to me like I like their performance. They're trying to save it, but it was to me it just kind of just felt like you know bring something new. You know, bring something kind of like you know like I know it's like new to the table. It, no, yeah, it just. It felt too basic, man. It was like you're not doing nothing right new. No, you're not. You're not. You know, so like, yeah, the, I I agree with you. This was like one of the weaker ones, but you know, it was it was like a fun experience watching it at least. But yeah, and like I said too, I definitely appreciated the practical effects too. You know, I feel like a lot of yeah, it's it's, it's a low budget Blumhouse film. But we all expect the lower budget. You know, you do more practical. You don't want to spend money on CGI stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. No, no, I appreciated that. But to me, again, there's obviously there's obviously more bad than good for this movie. My takeaways from this movie is that, like I said, this is that definitely not a win for Blumhouse. It's very mediocre. It feels very safe in terms of horror and thriller. Like again, it's probably because of PG thirteen rating. Could be because you know the filmmakers didn't have a lot of experience before making this movie, so for the short film, it's just, it just felt like a Blumhouse to me has definitely pushed the limits in terms of like horror and violence. And their filmmaking and rated R and in their television and PG thirteen. Like I feel like I didn't care for the movie, but Five Nights at Freddy's had more of like more darker PG thirteen scares and violence and horror compared to this movie. And I was like, man, they could have maybe gone that route to a degree, but I don't know, it just didn't feel like it didn't feel scary. It didn't feel scary. It felt more eerie and kind of like creepy. And that's yeah, it's fine. I can I don't have to be scared in every horror movie, but like make the scares or make the shit kind of feel like incorporate to the story very well, or make it kind of feel like hey, like it's scary because this reason because the jumps I didn't jump once yesterday in the movie. I, I knew all the jump scares going to come out. I knew I knew when things were going to pop out or whatever. And I'm like it's kind of felt cheap. Like I said, I, again, it was definitely more creepy and eerie with kind of like the more like the skin stuff or like the cuts in their hands and the glass stuff like that kind of felt eerie and creepy but i was never scared mm-hmm. i was kind of like all right there's what's whatever like i said you know i mentioned this too you know again i really do pre- I, do, I do really do admire james wan as a filmmaker as a creative as a producer as a writer uh you know this is i think i think uh blumhouse and uh james wan's company uh topic monster got about, about, I think no is it true no yeah they're about to merge they're about to merge really? and they've had They've had success in the past, you know, with Insidious and, you know, with Megan, it was a huge hit last year. So, like, they're going to merge. I feel like, man, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't, maybe James Wan's in kind of, like, again, no offense to the guy, but, like, maybe because of, you know, Aquaman not doing too well or I just feel like he hasn't kind of, I think he's, this kind of, it's not like the back-to-back things he probably would have wanted. Let's see how the box office is this weekend before I, before I kind of go into that. But to me, I'm just like, man, I've seen better collaborations between him and other, and other horror creatives and Blumhouse, I'm like, this was not it, Chief. Like, this wasn't this wasn't mm-hmm. for me. And I'm like, man, like, I really do want to see them work, keep working together, but may go, may go back to Reddit R filmmaking, get back to, like, that scary, that, kind of that dark, insidious kind of stuff 
like make it really like go go full horror. So I do want to see them collaborate. Because too, I what I really admire about James Wan, like I said too, is that his ability to find young filmmakers, young talent, and hire them off of short films. Like I said, with this David David Sandberg from uh, you know Lights Out, like he he knows how to he knows how to like find good talent in, in filmmakers and and writers. Just maybe execution wise, there's a lot of work to do in terms of like long long form uh, feature films. Hmm. That's okay. You always you always learn you always kind of figuring out different talents stuff like that. Um, you, you already said too the pace didn't work for me. Like the first you said the first half was okay. I think you said it kind of hits like overdrive turbo at the very at the scene where the reveal and I was like, wow, there's like ten minutes left of this movie. They're they're really kind of like they're making it go. Like they're really kind of like forcing this out. It's an hour. It's a very short movie. It's an hour and a half. But the pace does not work in this movie whatsoever. Not at all. It could have been maybe two hours, two o five, kind of flesh some more things out. But the pace really hurts the movie in terms of like what they want to accomplish and what they want to tell in terms of like the twist and the backstory of like why things are happening. And to me, as a viewer, as an audience, uh, as a critic too, but like I get frustrated when things are not fleshed out properly or given enough time, given enough, given enough current correct time to like really kind of like make an impact on me as a as a viewer. Uh, I told this yesterday in our in our reaction to this yesterday at the, at the rep at the screening. I said this should have been a summer release movie, and I'll tell you why. This movie's coming out in January. We live in AZ. Moses lives in Los Angeles. Joel lives in Chicago. We on the West Coast could go to a pool if we want to because we have nice weather. But I feel like this movie coming out in the summertime would have been more effective. Like this summer, don't go in the pool or. Don't go in the pool alone, like whatever, something like that. Like, given like how, remember how when Jaws came, we're not, we're, we weren't born yet, but like I know I heard stories when Jaws came out that summer, people were terrified going to the beach. Like, mm-hmm. fuck that, Jaws is in there. I'm not going in there. Just I think release schedule, release schedule wise, this could have been a again not a better movie, but it could have been more effective. Of like, wow, this summer, like, make it more like a summer scare. Like, you know, also again, kids are out of kids are out of high, out of school on summer break. You know. Kids are going back to school this week because you know the new year, the holiday is over. But mm-hmm. I think in terms of maybe box office and audience, this movie could probably movie could probably made a lot of money, and they could have marketed they could have, they could have marketed the hell out of this movie of like this summer, like the scares are in the pool, whatever. Don't go in the pool, something like that, and that would have been awesome. But again, it's just to me, them coming out in January, it just doesn't really kind of work. And I think also too, you know, back, I mean, I think I would say maybe five, six years ago, maybe a little more, January was known as a dumping ground for shitty movies. Oh, coming on January, it's probably dog shit. But I think maybe 2020, 2019, we saw the change of that, of like actual good movies are coming out in January. Like even August too. August was known for like dropping shitty movies in August. Like, oh, this movie kind of fucking sucks. I'm going to see it. It is what it is. But I think because of COVID and other things too, other factors, we've seen good movies come out in December and January and August, whatever. This to me is a big setback for movies coming out in January because this movie was not getting, I mean, not good. It was not marketed well. And I think too is that like people are realize, oh, look, it's, a, it's, it's another shitty January horror movie. Because like I remember in high school, there was so many like the exorcist of 
my my ear or whatever or like some like mm-hmm. some like some like weirdo like low budget movies that like or like some like studio movie that no one cared about these like, really bad family friendly movies that no one cares about came out in january and guess what they either tanked or they're like or they just didn't they had awful reviews so it's just like you know it just there's not there's no really win there but this to me is a big setback for january releases to come i will say i did laugh a lot with you thanks to you as as we all as we always do, like thanks to you though, but like seriously, there's times where I was laughing my ass off, and I'm like, that wasn't funny, but you and I react, you and I reacting this certain way was funny, and I'm like, it's again, I call it the Expendables effect. Unfortunately, we're not laughing at, we're not, not laughing with you, we're laughing at you how bad this is, and there were some times where you and I were just like, oh brother, like come on, like this is some, mm. like there's one thing, this is a like, spoiler, but it's, it's not, it's a minor spoiler. They're having, a, they're having a party, right? And the girl walks in. She goes, I brought a watermelon. And the mom goes, oh, my God. You shouldn't have. Yeah, that shit was watermelon. weird. Um, <laughs> I was like, maybe I just haven't been to, like, a whole lot of housewarming parties. But th- when this lady walked in with just a, a dead-ass watermelon, I was like, dang, it ain't even, like, chopped up or cubed or bald or nothing. You kind of, like, I don't, I'm like, is this a thing? Like, you're supposed to bring watermelons to people's houses? For like pool parties or some shit, maybe it was maybe because it was a summer thing. Like at the time, and it's like watermelon. It's kind of a, uh, it's one of those fruits that you can like eat and cool down with because it's all refreshing. But that, to your point, Doug, just really makes it seem like if it was like because like, oh, well, it's it's a cool, refreshing, uh, 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 like fruit to have in in the the warmer weather. Then like, yeah, why did y'all release this in January? Bro, it. I'm. I'm. T- I'm telling you, dude. That I'm watermelon you, was random as hell. When she walked in with the watermelon, <laughs> bro, and her reaction goes, "Oh my god, this is so good! You shouldn't have this small ass watermelon." And Nick and I are just laughing, bro. We're just like, "What kind of We're reaction so is confused. that?" <laughs> I'm like, and like yeah, dude, everybody else in the theater was dead silent. So I'm. I was like, We're "Bro, like, <laughs> maybe this is actually a thing." Maybe this is just something I'm not aware of. <laughs> I think it's one Go of those jump. things. Of, I think it, that sounds like one of those things. Of it's like a last minute thing where they're like, "Shit, we should probably have them like you know bring a housewarming gift." Like, what would you bring? Like, and they're like, "Fuck it, there's a watermelon on set. Like, let's just give that to them." But, you know what I mean? Yeah, because like, has a housewarming thing. Like, you bring stuff you know some people bring right, alcohol right, other people bring like what you need to eat you know uh other people bring you know something for the house like I, i've i've seen people bring candles you know i mean like it's a beautiful but, yeah. set, you know like so like again i i completely agree with you this movie like i really thought that this movie would be like a summer movie I didn't pay attention to to the date that was coming out because i was just like all right cool some movies no time soon um but yeah a watermelon but uh i i i don't know i usually it's usually like the house the people that are throwing the housewarming party that brings a watermelon all right you know there's already a watermelon there but you know yeah but that is funny as fuck to like just hear about where it's just like that's really fucking weird yeah, I mean, especially I her reaction. Like, even like, I felt like even your like Doug, your mom <laughs> went at react that way. Be like, oh, thank you, cool. Like, that's Bro, it. <laughs> this, this girl getting the watermelon was like, oh my god, I can't we give me a million dollars? It's like the way they reacted. Again, Ariel was silent. Me and Nick are just cracking up laughing, bro. We're just dying laughing. And it happened a lot she- in this movie. 
the lady with the watermelon, she she handed it to her like like I made this all on my own. Right, I right, built this right. from scratch. Like, bro, right. you bought this at Walmart on the way over here. <laughs> and also, too, remember that the fucking realtor lady was just like, I brought my you know Jello, and the mom was like. Oh, okay, cool. Like the two different reactions to like a homemade dessert to get like, actual watermelon. I was like, bro, it's a fucking watermelon. Y'all for real? And, okay, <laughs> and it's a few of the things that make us laugh out loud more than anyone else in the theater. This, it's there, there's the, there, the team. I, I, I know this. There's a, there's a, they have, they have like a, a, they have like a swimming team. And Nick, Nick cracked me up. It was like, join the Christian swimming team. And Nick was like, I'm a Christian. I don't even join that shit. <laughs> Yeah, that, it looked kind of <laughs> whack. Like the the way that they presented it in the movie, because also that was another thing. Like they didn't even um, they didn't even like really go into that. Like it was just kind of like it. It seemed like just like one of those things was like, okay, well, we have teenagers as part of the like the family dynamic because they had like a it was like a fourteen year old boy and I think like a sixteen year old like like older sister or something like that. And it was this dude that was like, oh hey um raise your arm up real quick when he walked up to the sister and it was just like what what so is going weird, on dude. he handed her like the, the fucking flyer for um for the the christian swim team and i was like like for i don't like i don't have anything against christianity obviously i don't have anything against swimming but i never the concept of them being like combined into a club a christian swim team it's like why not just like a a swim team i guess i don't know but and the, and the funny thing too, like he's like he's wearing this cross throughout the entire movie, and the cross looks like such like a Hollywood movie prop, like Dollar Tree cross. It looks so like weird, and it looks so kind of just like like it was like so like oh wait, f- find a cheap cross in, the, in like the prop department, like find it, and it looks he's wearing that the entire movie with the shirt off, whatever, and it looks so fake, and the. F- there's a part too. There's a part where they're in the pool, right? And they're like, "Oh my god, he he kissed me." And the girl goes, "Oh my god, he kissed you." And I swear to God, that's what she goes. She goes, "And he's a Christian too." <laughs> that shit. It was so bizarre, man. That's Bro, so weird. That I'm, sounds I'm like laughing, a... dude. I'm laughing. And yeah, she, she was like, it's, "It's even hotter because he's a Christian." I'm like, "What the hell are y'all talking about?" Like Christian people don't do things. Come on now. And also, yeah, I'm like, bro, come on now. And the, again, there's two more things I laugh and laugh too. This is again, quote unquote, minor spoilers, but you know, it, it's but like, there's a they're in the pool, right? And Nick, please correct me if I'm wrong. Is the, they're playing Marco Polo, right? And then she walks out the pool, right? And the guy goes, uh, he goes, man, your hair looks so good, wet, something like that. Yeah, he's like, he's like, your hair looks really good with his sweat. I'm like, what the fuck? That's so weird. Hey, y'all, who wrote this movie real bro, quick? And me and Nick, and no one else is responding to this. Me and Nick are cracking up laughing. We are dying laughing, bro. And we kept laughing like, like five minutes because, like, the way he said it was so out of pocket and so out of left field, he was like, oh my God, your hair looks so good when it's wet. I'm like, excuse bro, I'm like, me? Is that, what, is that what teenagers do nowadays? Is that how they fucking talk? Like, that should right. be weird, man. I would have kicked my own ass if I ever said that. I'm like, are you for, for real? And it was so, it felt so creepy. It felt so creepy to the way he said it too. And I was like, me and Nick were like, uh-uh. No, at the real life, we were like, uh, no, 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 no. I feel so creepy. Um, that shit was cringe, man. Like, uh, I, So, I, again, I'm giving this a 3 out of 10. It's, I had fun with it. It was thanks to Nick. And there's some parts I thought would definitely were interesting. Maybe some of the acting, maybe some of the kind of the premise itself. And the opening scene was really interesting. But as a movie, again, is it Blumhouse's worst movie? 
No. Is it their best? Far from it. But I've seen worse horror movies. I've seen worse Blumhouse movies than this. To me, just kind of felt like so like throwaway. Again, as a big proponent as theatrical release, movie theaters. If you do want to see this movie, give it my rating, give it a three, give me, give me a three out of ten. I would say wait for it on Peacock, wait for it on like, you know, five dollar rents on iTunes or Amazon. It's not worth seeing in theaters. If you want to see it in theaters, you got to see it in theaters. Okay, but really, I think you can wait for this one on Peacock and streaming because to me, this kind of feels like a very safe, it's really bland horror movie that has like really kind of no no flavor to it or no kind of like, I don't know, no kind of just like really pull to it. So yeah, three out of ten. But again, looking forward to seeing how this does. Box office again, Blumhouse is known for low budget, great box office box office returns. But yeah, I know. Just, again, like I said, please, please, please check your pipes. Please check your plumbing for the for the love of God. <laughs> please, I'm begging you because you don't want to bu- have a house with some black water and black mold and this kind of nasty ass you know doo doo water as we said yesterday. And I'm pretty sure you could you could do that for renting uh, renting places as well. So. I'm doing that too. I came on last night, bro. So all my pipes. So all my pipes. I'm not even kidding. I was like, I'm going kitchen, bathroom, <laughs> bedroom, other bathroom, bro. I said I am not taking any fucking risk. I'm taking all the damn oh, pipes. Fucking, oh fuck, yeah. Oh god, dude, it was disgusting. But yeah, like I said, you're not missing much. Disappointing. Again, I was I will say if you do want to see it, if you haven't seen the trailers yet, don't watch any of the trailers or watch the first teaser. I will again, I will say this before I end this uh, end this uh, segment of the show. The tr- first trailer was a fantastic teaser because they don't show you shit. They they, they they show a Marco Polo scene in the water at night with very creepy music and a flight and a light flickering, and that was it. I was like, you know what? Kudos to Blumhouse and Universal Marketing team for the, making the trailer because that's a good teaser trailer. The other trailer I saw yesterday because they didn't watch the trailer today showed the whole damn movie and I was like, shame. So again, if you do want to see this movie, don't go in any trailer. Don't watch any trailers going blind. You might have a benefit from it, but again, you're not missing much overall. It's definitely a disappointing Blumhouse movie, but like I said, check your pipes. Check your fucking pipes. Um, Alrighty. With that said, you know, we talked about a little bit on the review too. I'm going to ask you guys this too before we do our top five Blumhouse uh, and our game, actually, for our game, first game for the week uh, of, of, the, of the series, of the show, actually. So, Blumhouse, like I said, Blumhouse is for the now past, oh man, since Paranormal Activity, which was 07, which is hard to believe. So now 16 years in the biz, Jason Blum and his concept of low budget, high, uh, high concept movies have really, again, have won Oscars with Jordan Peele and Get Out, have made so much money, have rebooted the Halloween franchise, has created. Franchises like uh, Insidious and other stuff. I'm gonna go around ask all of you guys. Most of you first, actually, because you you obviously work on film film sets. You work in you work in production, obviously. Why do you think Blumhouse had such a big success this past decade and so? Like, what makes them you know again? What makes them so like attainable? What makes them so kind of like profitable? Do you think it's because they're low lower budget? Think because of their talent? Like, what do you what do you think has been the big kind of source of Blumhouse's success the past decade or so? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, when it comes down to Blumhouse and everything, you know, they're not, you know, this, uh, you know, this crazy, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, company and everything like that. They're not, you know, Warner Brothers or whatever, but they do have a really good job of, you know, like, like A24 of, you know, putting out films that, you know, do tend to make, you know, money back, do tend to make profit back. Right. You know, if it's a movie that's like, you know, $10 million and everything like that, and it's a horror film, they're going to get, 
you know, they know they're going to get, you know, 40, 40 to 20 mil and maybe even 50 mil, you know, and, uh, and, you know, and, and make it work and everything. And, and, and also, you know, the films are, you know, like, you know, really, really super unique and everything. Um, and, uh, you know, you got, you got films like, you know, Whiplash and, um, you know, films like, uh, uh, what's that one movie called? Um, even uh you know black uh, black clansmen and everything yeah. you know uh to as well you know they're very they're very unique um but also you got these you know these um ips to as well that are not crazy but you know people still go and watch them because you know they're fun um uh you know like uh i remember watching you know like the purge and everything when the first comic came out and it was a Blumhouse film and everything and it was really successful so they made another one and another one and another one you know i mean the recent one isn't nobody watched it but um i, I did you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I that bitch. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's yeah so they have they have a really they do a really good job you know and they do a really good job of releasing films that are not crazy you know in terms of budget, but they do end up at least, you know, profiting from the film that they do make overall, you know? So, uh, yeah, yeah. I hope one day to, you know, work with them. We'll see. Um, I put it, I'm putting that out there for Manifest. one of my lower, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Manifest. One of my lower budget films, but, um, but, um, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. All right, Joe. Joe, you know, again, you and I have seen some Blumhouse movies growing up. We were in, I think, growing up in high school in Chicago, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Why do you think? So, why do you think they've been so successful in making these original, low-budget uh, films in entertainment? Um, I think because when you have less of a budget, your the writers and directors are able to focus on the story of it more than anything. Because if you look at these big like productions, you know, and these big movies with a lot with like bigger budgets, they're like, all right, well, we have this giant budget, like we can go crazy, like we can add so much stuff to it, and it's just like when when someone has that mindset of it, like it 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 that that you know, just throwing more and more stuff into you know the movie, it yeah. they it, it it that stuff takes away from the story itself from the writing and and the way i see is you know um the way i see a lot of films uh is especially nowadays like you know because people want to do like you know these live actions or you know anime into live actions and stuff like that it's like just because we can do it doesn't mean we should you know what i mean so when so when you have a lower budget, there's a lot less you can do, you know. What I mean, uh, uh, compared to the to the bigger, you know, budget movies. So I feel like if you know, with with less of a budget, they gotta be like, all right, well, we can do this and this and this, but not these things we might want to do, you know, or like, you know, not have so many locations and this and that. And so I feel like. It 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 drives the writers, the directors, everybody to focus on the story of the movie and to try to make it good, mainly for the for the story. 
you know what I mean, and have people drawn into it. So I, so I feel like you know, lower budget, it makes them, you know, more like focused than you know, with a bigger budget and try and use as much as they can. Well, no, well said. And like I said, like I said having the smaller budget can definitely expand your, you know, creativity as well as kind of expanding your your vision. I feel like it's very people people forget. That having a slow, lower budget definitely kind of just like kind of helps you as a filmmaker too. Again, as I know Moses and Nick have both made award-winning films on lower budgets that are just look better than some two hundred million dollar budget movies that we've seen in the past couple of years. But yeah, it's it's very it's it's fascinating to see how the track record of constantly you know might not be a good movie, but the return is very profitable. All right, Nick. So my friend. Same question to you. Why do you think Blumhouse has had a great track record and the great run it's had the past uh, decade or so? I kind of think it's because... Um, hmm, if I had to hazard a guess, it would just be like because it's, uh, like it's primarily a horror like production or it's, they, they mostly put out horror productions and like those movies, they kind of just seem like like it's easy to draw people in like here's a horror movie and you know we've kind of talked about this a little bit but like it is like lower budget and it's like it's like let's put out like a kind of low budget horror movie um but like we'll make the the trailer all exciting and do this this and that with it and you know you're able to get in like audiences you're always going to make a profit like with a lower budget like horror movie especially if like everyone's trying to like come in and i think they or blumhouse basically just like tapped into that and then kind of uh, not to talk shit, but like kind of made it like a bit of a formula. Like it's like, okay, like yeah. audiences have responded well to this. So let's put something out that's basically that, but we'll just like wrap it up. Now, that's not to say all of their movies have been bad or whack or just like dirt cheap because they haven't been like they put out some really good movies. Um, but I feel like that's that's the main formula, though. Like, let's let's make a relatively lower budget horror movie bring in a bunch of audiences, get a bunch of money, and then just kind of, like, keep doing that. And then if we keep doing that and people keep, like, fucking with us, we can branch out, we can do other things, like, kind of delve into um, other genres a little bit and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's really about it. Yeah, I agree with every, all you guys, what you guys said. I think, really, it's the originality, it's the creativity, it's the, uh, like I said, I, I've, when I saw an interview with him in, in college, what really stuck with me was when he said, "Low, high concept, low budget." He goes, "We don't, we don't want to spend more than we want to, more than we have to, because again, it's we don't want to, you know. Again, it's also giving uh, filmmakers a chance to have their voice heard. I mean, look at Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele's first movie he ever directed won him an Oscar for best screenplay. You know, it's 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 also investing. It's also believing in your filmmakers to tell original stories. Yes." They made some IP over the years, obviously Halloween and Finance at Freddy's, um, but you know, really, is that the core of it is originality, creativity, letting your letting your filmmakers have their voice heard, not kind of interfering with them. And also, too, I think their collaboration with Universal has been very successful too. You know, I mean, they have worked with other studios. I mean, like Paramount and uh, uh, Sony, I believe. But what I love is that Universal still believes in Jason Blum and Blumhouse to keep being their home studio for first look stuff as well as kind of like um, even in television too. But I, I I like that Universal has not like been like, all right, man, we're out of here. Thanks for a good five years or whatever. Again, let's be real too. Blumhouse brought back M. Night Shyamalan too with, you know, with, uh, with certain movies, you know, they, they have 
They have they have uh, cr- created careers. They have also revised, uh, you know, revitalized careers too, like M Night Shyamalan. So it's very it's very cool to see like they really trust their filmmakers, no matter what the concept is, whatever. But I think the lower I think I think the lower budget, the lower budget creativity not interfering with your, with your studios has been really kind of like the key. And I, again, I really do want to see what they do next. I think that Jason Blum is a very good producer. I think he's a very good executive. I think he's also very good at finding good talents. Uh, like James, like James Wan. So I'm, also, I'm looking forward to seeing their collaboration with uh, James Wan and him too. All righty, guys. So that said and done, a lot of great, a lot of great Blumhouse movies over the past decade, and so they've been a big part of you know me and Nick, all four of us, me, me, Nick, Moses, and Joel, kind of growing up in film, watching film, us in film school, learning more about film. So the thing I want to play, the game I had in mind today was. It's called the production game. This is kind of the working title too. Nothing, nothing really. But you know, first, actually, first, 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 first. first. Actually, you know what? What? No, game first. Game first. Then our top five Blumhouse movies. This is a fun game. It's called the production game. The working title. Blumhouse, as I said, has made so much. I mean, so so much horror movies. And I guess I guess like Whiplash, Black Klansman, great um, filmmaking, great uh, entertainment in the past decade or so. But do you, question is, do you guys know? their filmography very well. So I'm going around the room, all three of you guys. I'm, 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 I have a lot of titles on my, on my notes right here. So I'm going to say, I'm going around the room. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a title. Is this a Blumhouse movie or not? Bring I got it a lot, on. I got a lot of titles for you guys. I did my research today. I had Z do some research for me today too. So games, for now again, it's called the production game, work, work and title. And um, so let's, Let's 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 get into it. So I have a lot of lots of house for you guys. I want to know your knowledge. Again, put your phones away. Don't check your computers. I'm gonna test your Blumhouse filmography knowledge. Okay, here we go. Give you an easy. Give you an easy one. All right. Okay. So my little list. My little list. Okay. Here we go. The visit. Is it Blumhouse or not? Nick, you first. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say it is Blumhouse. Okay, cool. Moses? Uh, I'm going to say... Is it? Um, I'm going to say it is. I'm going to say it is. Okay. Joe? I don't, I don't know this movie, but uh, I, I guess I'll be the odd man out and I say it, it's not. Oh, it is. It's M. Night Shyamalan's first movie back after the horrific box office flop After Earth. Yeah. It's a low-budget found footage M. Night Shyamalan movie. I have um, no idea what that is, but all right. It's very, it's very weird. It's that, it's that, that weird movie like the, the grandma's like, can you get in the oven? Nope, didn't see it. Oh, really? I, hey, I, no, I you, you, gotta, you gotta watch it, man. There was one part, like, there's a character oh that's a germaphobe, and something happens to oh. this guy. Like, oh, no. Bro, when I tell you, I felt, oh, my God, dude. Like, germaphobe or not, I, I went to church right after that scene, bro. Like, I just, oh, my God. I had All to get rebaptized, bro. Like, it, it, it had me fucked up. Alright, let's put me a little harder for you guys now. Nick, I'm starting with you too. As above, so below. Hmm. I'm gonna say no for this one. Okay. Moses? I'ma say I heard about this movie and everything. Um I'ma say I'ma say it is. Yeah. Okay. Joe? 
I'm gonna say it is. I, I I've heard about it. It 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 feels like it screws Blumhouse. So yeah, I'm gonna say it is. With two points, Nick is in the lead. God it is damn. not a Blumhouse movie. No. <laughs> Got this yeah, S on my cool. chest for a reason, son. Let's <laughs> go. Cool. I wanted to stump you guys a little bit. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's uh, no, that was a tough one. That was a tough one, bro. Oh my god. All right, next game, next game. Here we go. Okay, next one, next one, next one. Let's see. Let's see what I can give you guys. So let's see if I can stump you guys. Okay. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Hmm. Oculus. Mike Flanagan's Oculus came out in 2014. Nick, is it Blumhouse? That is a Blumhouse movie. I declare okay. it right now. Okay. Moses? Uh, can you repeat again? What's the movie again? Mike Flanagan's Oculus came out in 2014. Uh, no. Okay, no, Joe? No, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'm with Moses again. I'm gonna say no. With three points in the lead, it is a Blumhouse God movie. Damn, Nick, right. let's, go. <laughs> let's go. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get let's get another one for you guys. All right, so Nick's in the lead with three. Moses is second place with one, and Joel, sorry my friend, you are in dead last with zero. That's we still got time. We still got time to turn this around. I man. I do not watch horror movies and. Understandable. Okay. Oh, you guys, my brother. Okay. This this one you should know. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see. Okay. Got him. Handyman, twenty twenty one, the re the reboot slash sequel that Jordan Peele produced and wrote. Candyman is it Blumhouse or not, Nick? I'm gonna say yes for this one. I'm gonna say yes for this one. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna say yes because I definitely I it, it screams Blumhouse for sure. Joe. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> With one point on the board, it's Joe. It is not a Blumhouse movie. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Damn. Ooh, I thought I had movie. that one. Because I was Blumhouse. like, I okay, well, I know Blumhouse did um, uh, Blumhouse did Get Out for sure. And like, I, Jordan produced Candyman. That, that's a connection right there. I was like, it's probably, it's probably Blumhouse. It's probably Blumhouse. Uh, no, I, yeah, I, I watched yeah. trailers, but I was like, man, I don't think that's Candy. I don't think that's Blumhouse, man. Like, I, I, I remember seeing endless trailers for it, man. And I was like, I don't remember ever seeing fucking Blumhouse pop up. And now All that right. you mention it, Joe, neither do I. It's yeah. Uh, I can't spoil. I had another one. We'll spoil something, but I can't spoil the this game. All right. So, what's one? Ooh, I got one good for you guys. Upgrade. Lee Winnell's awesome, badass, low budget, sci-fi film. Upgrade oh, is yes. it Blumhouse? I'm gonna, say yes. I'm gonna say yes for that one. I'm gonna say okay. yes. Okay. Yes, it is. I remember that. Uh, I mean, you saw it. On the board, yes, we have. It is a Blumhouse movie. Yes, Blumhouse Tilt, not a Universal release, but it's a Blumhouse super, super like low budget movie. Yes, you guys, correct. Ding, 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 correct. You both so first place still with. Wait, Nick, you said yes, correct? I said yes. Yeah. Okay, so Nick, you have four points. Joe, you have two. Moses, you were have two as well. So we are up and running. Okay, it's a good movie too. Let's see. What's let's go back in my list. I fucking love Upgrade. Lee Winnell is a very good filmmaker. Let's see. 
Do, 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 do. Okay, let's see. Should I stump you guys again? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Mm. Ooh, I got one for you guys. The Boy Next Door. Jennifer Lopez, 2015 thriller. The Boy Next Door. Is it Blumhouse or not? Nick? Ooh, um, that was a tough one. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no for that one. Okay, Moses? Uh, I've seen that movie, so I'm going to say yes. Okay. Was it good? Yeah. Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) Joe? I'm going to say no. In second place now, Moses with the point on the board. It is a Blumhouse (laughs) movie. It is a Blumhouse picture. It's a really shitty Blumhouse picture, but it made money. It was made by Rob Cohen, who's the first uh, Fast and Furious movie, actually, in the first Triple X. Uh, it's oh. it's laughably bad. It is t- yeah, it's not it's not good. Jennifer Lopez was not a good. And she's beautiful. Oh my god! I saw that scene in the trailer. He's like, "I love your mom's cookies." I said, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> man?" Needs to relax. There's no 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 no. There's a better scene where when she ha- she has the she has the one I stand with the, with the with the kid next door, and and the dad and son are away. The next day, it was like, uh, he goes. Um, he goes the, the kid. The kid that she had uh, sex with. She goes, "Oh yeah, guys, it was pr- it was pretty wet up here this weekend." Mm-mm. I said, "No, nah, bro, I gotta, oh, gotta leave. I feel dirty. I feel nasty. dirty. I feel dirty." All right, so, it's a recap. So we got first place. We have Nick in the lead with four points. Most in second place with three. And Joe, my friend, you were in last with two points. Still on the board. That's, Still on the board. Okay. Yeah, I made Still it on board. board. That's all that matters. <laughs> Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I want, to stump, I want to stump you guys again. Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Hmm, I got, I got a lot when I, I, let's see, let's see. Ooh, I got one for you guys. The Gift. Came out in 20, 2015, Joel Edgerton and Jason Bateman. Is it Blumhouse or not? The Gift in 2015. Nick, you first. I'm gonna say yes for that one. I'm gonna say yes for that one. Okay, Moses. The gift. Hold on. Hold on. The gift. Joel Edgerton, uh, Jason Bateman, and oh, oh she... wait, the gift. Like, the gift. Uh, oh, not not the. I was, I'm thinking about the Giver for some reason. The, uh, the, the, the book, the one that's based uh, off the book. I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. Okay, Joe. I know what this movie. I didn't watch it. Probably did pretty in high school. I'd recommend no, it. Not me. Solid. The gift is this about the guy about the ex that comes back into like the person's life or something, or like some kid yeah. that was bu- the the guy that was bullied that comes yes. back into the guy's life. Now that That's he's it. like, yeah, it was okay. I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna be. I'm with the boys. I'm gonna say yes. You are all correct. Yes, it is a Blumhouse Ooh. movie. Very good. Oh, very cool. good. Very good. Yeah, that was that was a very very creepy one. Joel Edgerton. He directed and wrote it and starred in it. And Jason Bateman playing a little bit of a schmuck. Yeah, it's a it's a little creepy. A little creepy. It was good. Right. I, like the ending. I think that was like my favorite part. Oh my god, that shit was Ooh. dope. I was like, yeah, man, I respect it. All right, I got another one for you guys. Here we go. It's gonna stump you too. 
Us. Jordan Peele's follow-up to his award Oscar-winning film, Get Out. Us. Came out in 2019. Nick? I'm going to say... Oh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I'm going to say... I'm going to say no. Something about it just doesn't feel quite Blumhouse to me. Okay. Yeah, Moses? I'm going to say no. I'm saying no. Yeah. All right. All right, Joe? I got one point. I'm going to say yes. Oh, it, yes. Uh, um, it is not a Blumhouse movie. What? It is, Blum. It, yeah. is, it is Jason Blum produced. Jason oh, Blum produced, but not a Blumhouse picture. I am sorry, Joe. I, it has to be a Blum again. I am, time, but that's it's oh, give, him, give him half a point. Give him half a point. It has to be a Blumhouse production. And I, I was confused uh, when it came out in, it came out in 2019. I was like, huh, he's producing it, but it's not Blumhouse. So I can't, I'm sorry, Joe. I can't, but most of you get a point. It's it not Blumhouse. Blumhouse. Okay. That's Blumhouse. bullshit. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. All right. Yeah, I want to stop great, you guys. Yo. I want to stop you guys. All right, here we go. Here bullshit. we go. Here we go. <laughs> I want I wanted to stump you guys. I want to stump you guys. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ooh, how about a recent one? How about a recent one from last year? 2022's Scott Derrickson, great filmmaker, The Black Phone. It's a great movie. Ethan Hawke is creepy as hell in this. I'm going to say, yes, 2015. 2022, The Black Phone. Is it Blumhouse or not? Nick. I say no. Okay, Moses. What movie is it again? Movie? The, the Black Phone. Ethan Hawke, Scott Derrickson, direct and wrote. Oh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. All right, Joe. I'm gonna say yes as well. Oh, uh, yes, Moses and Joe with points on the board. It is a Blumhouse Damn. picture. It Son is a Blumhouse a picture. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I, 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 I definitely, I definitely, I never seen it, but I, I kind of remember it being Blumhouse because it's a horror, so, you know. So. I watched it. I watched it a few months ago. Yeah, it's good. All right, Nick, you are in first place with six points. Hey. Moses, you are, let's see, one, two, three. Four points, I believe. All right. No, Four, I'm five. five points. Come on. Five, five points. He has five points. Yep, five points. Okay. And Joe, you're going to cheat me. And Joe, you are. Hey, put some on his name, bro. Is it neck to neck tie? Joe, you are back. You are in fourth place, my friend. That's fine. Third, third, third place with four points. Third, four points, third place. All righty. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let me get my little notes ready. I'm telling you, they made they have made a lot of movies over the over the uh, past couple years, and I was kind of like, "What is Blumhouse? What's not Blumhouse?" All right, so Moses is fifth. Moses has five. Nick, you have six, and Joe, you have four. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah! All righty, let's see. So one, two, three, four, five. Okay, let's see. I'm gonna stump. I'm gonna stump you guys. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Ooh, 2021. M Night Shyamalan. Old. M Night Shyamalan. Old. Came out right when during COVID was getting better. They're on a beach. Things get kind of weird. 2021. M Night Shyamalan. Old. Nick. I'm gonna say that is Blumhouse. Mm. Okay, Moses. A little hard. I'm not gonna lie. Um, uh, 
I'm a, I'm a say, I'm a say, I'm a, yeah, fuck, I'm a say yes. Excuse my language. I'm gonna hey, say no. Oh, Joe points on the board. It is not a Blumhouse picture. Oh. What? Not a Blumhouse yeah. picture. I call Cap yeah. on a recount. <laughs> on a recount right now. The last movie that Jason Blum produced for M. Night Shyamalan was 2019's Glass. Damn. Oh, yes. So, so in first place, still, we have Nick with six points. Second place, tied for second place, is Moses and Joe with five points. Oh, man. See, I stumped you, stumped you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I stumped you. Let's see. Okay, let's get another one here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Ooh. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, man. There's a lot. Oh, okay. A movie that I paid to go see, and I'm not proud of this. It came out in 2019 with Octavia Spencer, award Oscar winning Octavia Spencer. The movie Ma, or aka Don't Make Me Drink Alone. That Bro, movie. Kaylin, Kaylin just showed me this like a couple months ago, man. I fucking love that movie. Don't Make Me Drink Alone came out in 2019. And there's one scene in that movie that made me laugh so hard. I was like, how the fuck did they get away with this shit? Bro, the when she's talking like, about? You know what I'm talking about, Nick? Right. I, I think I do. I think I do. It was kind of like towards the end. Yep. Uh, yep. I know exactly what you mean, bro. All right. Ma, 2019, Tiffany Spencer. Is it Blumhouse or not? Nick? I'm going to say it is Blumhouse. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say it's Blumhouse okay. too as well. Okay. Yes. Oh, points on the board. Very good, boys. Very good. Very good. Very hey. good. Nick, seven right. points. Moses and Joe tied for second place with six points each. Oh, Don't make me drink alone. Don't make me drink that movie. That movie. Bro, oh, unhinged. My. That part at the end, bro, when I tell you my fucking jaw hit the goddamn floor. <laughs> oh, my God. Like That movie like, is I, creepy. Like, Octavia, <laughs> I have no issues with you. But, Loki, why did you agree to this movie, man? Bro, yeah. I, I, I was like... Well, I watched it in college. I was like, what in the fuck am I watching? I was legit in between two of my shifts, one at the bookstore, one at the orientation. Like, I got some time, went to the AMC by campus. The only person did it was myself, and I was like, what in the hell am I watching? <laughs> but very good, boys. Very good, very good. That very movie good. was wild. First time I ever seen Octavia Spencer in a movie was uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. That's right. She works the, the wrestling. Uh, mm -hmm. That's right. She does. That's right. She, tell, she tells them, no, she, no, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, we got that done already. Let's see. Oh, did I stump you guys again? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Ooh, all right. So we, we just passed the holidays. 2015, Krampus. Hmm. Krampus. 2015, great cast. I didn't care for the movie personally, but Krampus. 2015, came out in 2015, kind of comedy horror. Um, the fuck yeah. is Krampus? Krampus, uh, it was it's, it's fucking weird, bro. It's fucking weird. It's, I'll tell you that. So there's this like Russian Slavic legend where Santa has like a brother or something. Where basically it's it's, it's Santa's other half, where Santa is the one that gives gifts and everything, and then Krampus is the one that takes like bad children. So instead of the legend of oh you get coal, if you're bad that year, Krampus will come and take you away. Oh. I love your reaction though. What the fuck is Krampus? 
That's the best. That's the highlight of my day. But what the fuck is Krampus? All right, Nick. Krampus. Blumhouse Krampus. or not? I'm going to say it is Blumhouse. Okay. Moses? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it is. Okay. Joe? I'm like the boys. I'm going to say yeah. Ooh, it is not Blumhouse. Oh, it's not Blumhouse. It's we all fucked budget. up this one, man. It's low budget Universal, but it's not Blumhouse, unfortunately. It's Michael See, Dougie. I was like, I watched that movie. I was like, man, it's really low budget. I didn't remember who produced it, but I remember the low budgets. I was like, yeah, it has to be Blumhouse. It's yeah. not Blumhouse, unfortunately. I it could. I mean, honestly, it looks like a Blumhouse movie, but it is not a it Blumhouse does. movie. Because I almost said no too. I'm so mad at myself. All right, let's. I'm right let's there see. with you. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Ooh, how about a, how about a popular friend? No, nah, that's a little too easy. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Hmm. Okay, I paid for this movie when I was in LA, and I was so mad at myself, I wanted to rip my hair off. It was so bad. Mm. Fantasy Island came out in 2020, right before COVID hit. Fantasy Island, a horrific and terrible remake of the classic television show. Fantasy Island, Nick, you first, my friend. Blumhouse or not? I didn't see Fantasy Island, but I'm going to guess that it was Blumhouse. Okay, Moses? Mm. Fantasy Island. Um... I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it was Blumhouse. Okay, Joe. What's the boys again? I'm gonna say yeah. Very good, boys. Very good. It is a Blumhouse movie. It's probably the worst Blumhouse movie I've ever seen in my life. It has a two percent Rotten Tomatoes. It should have a zero percent if you ask me. That movie is horrific. Horrific. I paid full price to that movie in Dolby at Century City in Los Angeles, my internship, and I was so mad at myself. I said, I hate this movie. I hate this movie. I hate this movie. What a waste of time. Oh my god, that movie was trash. That movie was gar- <laughs> that movie was garbage. I don't recommend that movie, that movie to garbage. anybody. Garbage. Gar- garbage. Very good, boys. Very good. Let's go. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Popular movie from Nick, myself, and Moses' freshman year of college. Don't breathe. Fede Alvarez directed. Don't breathe. Big hit. Other sequel was pretty bad. I was a big fan of this movie personally, but it was original. I give him props. Twenty sixteen. Don't breathe, Nick. Mm. Don't breathe. Mm. Who was it? Who was that? Who who was the lead? Don't breathe. Uh, it's that girl. She was in. She was in. Um, oh my gosh, she's in a lot of stuff. It's uh, well, it's Stephen Lang from Avatar, is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, who's that girl? She was in. She was in like a lot. She's in a lot of stuff. It's also um, the kid from uh, Thirteen Reasons Why is in it. Don't breathe. What? Remember, like, remember the 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 robbing that old blind man, and like he, but he's like. But like he's kind of like dangerous. Oh, oh, okay, oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, I th- it's it's Blumhouse. I I think it's Blumhouse. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say it's not Blumhouse. All right, Joe. I'm with Nick. I'm. I uh, I don't think it's Blumhouse. 
taking the lead for second place. It it's not a Blumhouse movie. Joel, you are in oh, second God. place. My- <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Blumhouse. There you go. It is no. not Blumhouse. Stumped you again. Stumped you again. It is not. I thought it was Blumhouse too. It is not Blumhouse. It's Fetty Alvarez. Oh, come on. Yeah. So, <laughs> Scotch you, Moses. Stumped you a little bit. <laughs> All right. We're, we're, we're going to play till 10. So, we have, we have, so Nick's on the board with nine. Joe with eight. Moses still seven. So, let's see what's eight. next. It's about to be a short game, fellas. I got this next one. I'm telling you. I can feel it right now. Feel it in my loins. Feel it in my loins. Okay, let's see. Hmm. I got a lot. Let's see. I'm trying to think. I want to stump you guys. Mm-hmm. We got a lot. We got a lot here to go through. I'm trying to stump you. I'm trying to stump you guys again. I got a lot. Uh... I pick a movie probably none of us have watched. Dash Cam. Dash Cam. Ooh, that's a tough one. Dash Cam. Never heard of this movie till today. Dash Cam. Dash I went, Cam. I went to IMDb with the horror movies of the past 10 years. Dash Cam. Dash cam. All dash. one word, dash cam. I'm going to take a risk and say no. I'm going okay. a, I'm to a, I'm a follow Joe on this one. I'm going to say no as well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm going to say, damn. I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I... Oh, it man. is a Blumhouse picture. That's Cam. If I'd have never heard it before, Dash Cam. It is a Blumhouse picture. I knew I should have taken a risk. God damn it! Mm. <laughs> came out came out tw- two years ago. It's on Hulu. Um, yeah, it has no big actors in it, but it is a Blumhouse production. Low, super, super low budget Blumhouse production. Yep, it is a came out June third, twenty twenty one. Blumhouse. Dash cam. Uh, stumped yeah. you guys again. Recap. Joe was so the first place. We have Nick with nine points. Second place is Joe with eight points. And Moses third place with seven points. We are neck to neck to, in, a, in a race against ten points. Let's see. Let's see. Go my list again. Let's see. Hmm. Ooh, okay. I got the one. I, I don't think. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This was action movie. That would have won this. <laughs> hey, we have a lot more games to play, my friend. All right. Best night ever. Best night what? ever? Best night ever. Best night ever. I ain't even heard of that. Best night ever. What the fuck? Best night ever. What the feather is the best night ever? <laughs> best night ever, Nick. You know what? I'm going to... I'm gonna take a risk on this one. I'm gonna say it is Blumhouse. Okay, Moses. <sighs> Best night. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna take a risk and say uh, whatever. Uh, I'm gonna say it's not. I don't know. I'm gonna say it's not. I'm I'm with Moses. I'm gonna say no. And the winner of our first God game of the Genre of Your Life podcast 
It's Mr. Nick Johnson. Very good. It's a it's a movie that literally no one saw. Has like a two has a two on on IMDb. But guess what? It is a Blumhouse produced movie. I've never heard of this movie before. It's not a horror movie. Yeah. Here's the here's the synopsis. Here's the synopsis real quick. Uh, yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, you know what? I I wanted to stump you guys with some. Let's see. Where is the camera? IMDb. Let's see. Pull up this movie. He has some, you know, before I would say 2014, 2015, some interesting produced Jason Blum, Blumhouse movie. But he's the main producer. Synopsis. Claire is about to get married, but her bachelorette party quickly spirals out of control. And has a 3.9... On on IMDb and a seventeen Metascore critic score. That's not that's not the one with um with, with Scarlett Johansson, is it? No, that's um Rough Nights. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The the literally the the the, the tagline on 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 the on the poster says the hangover will be the easy part. And, what the fuck? And what? the top and the top says a raging. New comedy from producers of Paranormal Activity and The Conjuring. What the fuck? Best we, night ever. I gotta watch it now. This movie sounds kind of, kind of, kind of wild. We could go double or nothing, Nick. If you want to like bet it all. No, nah, I'm gonna stay safe. Okay. I'm gonna stay safe. Fuck everybody else in this in this podcast. Okay. I'm gonna stay safe. Okay, for second place, Moses Nick, Moses or Joel, do you guys want to double or nothing, or do you want to keep your spot? No, I don't know it's fair and square. They, you know, yeah. Okay, do you want to compete for second place? Okay, okay, okay. I I came out of dead last to get second place. I'm happy. <laughs> okay, right for so, right for so. Well done, boys. Well done. Again, I had my entire list today during during work. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna find some horror movies, some non horror, some non horror movies, some non Blumhouse, some whatever. And like I said, going through my research, I was like, wow, there's some lot of interesting, very interesting Blumhouse and not Blumhouse produced movies. But with that note, uh, the last thing I want to talk about, again, as we said, is, is this, this episode has been kind of based to the Blumhouse, to Jason Blum and his career and his film and his filmography. I'm going to go around, each one of you guys, I want to hear your top five Blumhouse pictures. Could be streaming movies, movies in the theaters. What are your five favorite Blumhouse movies? Nick, you first, my friend. So... In no particular order, I'm going to go with Sinister, okay. directed by Scott Derrickson, starring uh, Ethan Hawke. Um, Insidious, the first Insidious. Um, Oculus was actually number three on my list. That's how I knew um, earlier that it was uh, nice. uh, Blumhouse. Whiplash, obviously. And last but certainly not least, Get Out. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Great list. All right, Moses, you're up, my friend. Uh, uh, Whiplash. Okay. Uh, Black Klansman. Mm, good one. Uh, we got uh, uh, Get Out, of course. You know, and we also have uh, uh, we also have uh. The Purge, the first one. 
It's a good one. Hmm. Is that four, right? That's four, yep. Okay, yeah. And um and the last one is uh is uh is Fantasy Island. I'm kidding. I'm joking. It's oh, like, God. Yeah. scared me, Moses. <laughs> <laughs> scared me, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. It's, it's, I mean, I, 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 I actually really enjoy the Persian movies and everything. So it's the second, uh, the Persian Anarchy is uh, also up there. Yeah, I know what Moses is watching after this episode. He's watching Fantasy Island. <laughs> no, I'm not watching. <laughs> no, I was like, you're watching Best Night Ever. Sorry, Best Night Ever. You can watch that. <laughs> best Night Ever. Okay, all right, Joe. You're up, my friend. Top five Blumhouse pictures. Top five Blumhouse pictures. Well, this isn't in order, but uh, it's uh, Black Klansman, Great Whiplash, movie. Get Out, um, Split. No, not Split. Uh, it's Upgrade, mm-hmm. and then a three-way tie between The Black Phone, Split, and The Invisible Man. Ooh, Invisible Man is good. It was. I love the original and the new one. They're both really good. They made the new one like really cool, like sci-fi horror. And the Shannon who came out like the week right when COVID hit, so it didn't really do too well in uh, in uh, theaters, unfortunately. Oh man, I, yeah, upgrade is. I, I don't know upgrade, but Invisible Man is one that I own on 4K. It's a really very underrated, really underrated sci-fi movie. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, I was gonna say uh, we saw I I saw upgrade, um, and that was so sick. Um, was it you who I saw with, or was it someone else? It was no, got, both of us. I, right? I, no, I got you the passes because the, the no, the yeah, you got me the filmmaker passes. Was there. Filmmaker I was took, there. I think I took my cousin, right? Or I took my I think I yeah. took my cousin. I took someone. I think I took my cousin. And we and me and you, we were like, man, we really wanted to see this movie because we saw trailers. But awesome. and, and when I went to the pre-screening, the director was there. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, well, and he sat and he watched the movie with us. But he like left really quickly afterwards. But he was like, he was talking about like how he really wanted, you know, why this movie do well and you know worked really hard on it and like. When I saw the movie, I was like, "All right, cool. This is gonna be a pretty cool movie." But when I saw it and like everything, I was like, "This movie." I was not expecting a lot of shit from it. Like, you know what I mean? Like scenes, and I was like, "Man, this movie is fucking sick." And I remember I told, I called Doug after. I was like, "Bro, this fucking movie was fucking crazy." I was like, "Dude, I was like, it's fucking sick." I fucking loved that movie, man. It blew my mind. The the fight choreography in that, as well as the the camera the work, camera work and movie that movie was so innovative. And again, movie for a three million dollar budget movie, that movie looks so crisp and so well saturated. Great score. It looks like a really low, high budget movie. And I was I I really do like the work of Leigh Whannell. I'm looking forward to him doing his Green Hornet reboot. Cause I'm really interested in that. I'm really interested. Universal gave him the right. No, sorry. Sony gave him the rights to um, Green Hornet. And I'm like, yo, that's going to be cool. That's going to be really cool. So, Kudos to Leigh Winnell. He's a great filmmaker, great writer. Uh, for me, 
Let's see. Five. Okay, so number number five, I had Black Klansman. I remember seeing that when I was in London. I was like, wow, this movie shook me to my core. I thought uh, John David Washington is a movie star. He's more than a name. He's phenomenal in that. His chemistry between him and uh, Adam Driver is awesome. Number four is Purge Election Year. Just like you, Moses, I love the Purge franchise. Ups and downs, obviously, but that one came out right when I moved to Arizona. Like, I thought that, I I saw the, move, the weekend I moved into my, my house with my parents. I get big Purge fan. I was like, damn, this was so fitting because it was election year. It was crazy. I like the, the story a lot to it. Number three, you always said it, Upgrade. Love this movie. It's so original. Uh, with Walmart, Tom Hardy is good in it too. Um, <laughs> it's, a better Ven- it's a better Venom movie than Venom, actually. Um, that okay. makes sense. Uh, but I, the movie, from the gore to action, camera work, cinematography, acting, it's awesome. Love that movie. Super underrated. Number two is the 2018 reboot sequel, Halloween. I was not a Halloween fan, nor was a big horror fan before seeing this. I remember seeing it in college, and I said, I love this movie because I love how Dane McBride and David Gordon Green kind of just like changed their career into horror filmmakers. And again, not being a fan, not, not being a horror fan, and just seeing the original one like a week, week prior to seeing the new one, I was like, this movie is fucking awesome. It's brutal. It's dark. It's funny at times. The kills are there. Again, for an eight, I think it was like an $8 million budget movie. It made like 80 mil opening weekend. Super profitable. I love that movie. Two and three, not so much, but that first one to me is almost a perfect sequel and was, if not as good as the original, if you ask me. And number one, of course, is Get Out. Uh, Get Out, Jordan Peele, I grew up watching him, Key and Peele, Matt TV, I admire the guy so much, he's so funny, he's very quick, he's very creative, but to me, seeing that with Moses opening weekend in college, we went on a Sunday night, like 11, 11 p.m. at night, the theater was packed, we were hearing, cra- we made so, the movie count was like, everyone was talking about it at school, we were hearing things about it through, you know, through, you know, through people at our, at, our, um, at our college, stuff like that, it, it got like 100% around Tomatoes when it came out originally, it was just word of, it was word of mouth phenomenon thing. It was like, what is this movie? So I remember, yeah, me and Moses walked from our dorm to the AMC opening weekend, packed house. And I remember sitting there with Moses. Him were like, we were spooked. We were laughing. We were kind of jumping at times. But we were sitting there just in awe of this movie because we're like, we have never seen a movie like this ever before. And just the innovation of this movie, the, the humor, the social commentary, the big breakout lead star of Daniel Kaluuya. Like, this movie just was just, like, a moment of time. Like, a, a pop culture moment of, like, kind of like how I feel with Dark Knight at times of, like, this movie definitely, definitely changed horror as well as Jordan Peele's career. And sure enough, look at him now. He's a great filmmaker. He won an Oscar for Get Out. Um, I, I know he means a lot to me in terms of, like, seeing it with Moses, seeing it in college, just being a fan of Jordan Peele, kind of being proud of him coming from comedy to, like, horror comedy. But I, I, I love Get Out. You can watch it over and over again. It still lands. You pick up more things. And certain things, you know, most, those are the first time or first few times. It's a great movie. Really great screenplay. One of my favorite scripts ever, if you ask me. But, yeah, I love Get Out. So, yeah. That is my top five Blumhouse. Like I said, I'm hoping Blumhouse this year, despite <laughs> despite uh, Night Swim, I'm, I'm hoping to see more great filmmaking from them. Looking great, looking to see them. You mean do more sci-fi, like kind of like upgrade and and uh, Visible Man. But uh, yeah, guys, it's uh, looking forward to seeing what they do next. And thank you, boys, for playing the game. This was our this was our first game. It was our first game on the podcast. I think it went very well. Nick, congrats again, my friend. I'm having the, the champion title right now. Of, Thank uh, the you, bro. Pro- I, I can't wait till the next one. 
of the production game. Don't it's, worry, it, Nick. I got you. I'm gonna take that away from you. It's, uh, okay, bring it on. <laughs> Goddamn it, bring it on. <laughs> Just watch. I'm about it's, to break my foot off in your. It's still, the name is still working in progress, but I'm very, I was very impressed with you guys and your ability to d- kind of detect and not detect Blumhouse movies. Because I said they've been a leading, leading voice in horror the past since Paranormal Activity. And mm-hmm. like I said, if you if any of you guys can read the article or or listen to this thing, the f- how the first Paranormal Activity was made for like what ten grand and it made like a hundred million dollars, um, like worldwide, and how Spielberg was a big part of that movie, that movie getting made. It's a great story. Listen to the interview with uh, Jason Blum of how the movie got made. Also, listen to his kind of Shark Tank interview because it's very interesting to see like his like kind of like, humble beginnings and how much like Promotiv kind of just like made his career the way it is today and his kind of success after that. Uh, but yeah, guys, this was a fun episode. Our first episode back of the new year. Uh, Joe, my friend, new year, but same rules. Take us home, my friend. <coughs> All right, fantastic. Well, before we close out as usual, I'm going to give you guys the floor to go ahead and uh, plug yourself as usual. Uh, Nick, let's go with you. So you can find me on YouTube at Donning Vision, capital D as in Donning, capital V as in Vision, and on Instagram at Donning Vision, all lowercase, all one word. You can find me on YouTube and anywhere that they have podcasts. All right, fantastic, Moses. Uh, you can find me on Instagram on IG uh, at Moses Lowy, um, and uh, you can find me on Vimeo uh, at Moses Lowy too as well. And um, yeah, yeah. All right, Doug. Yep, you can find on my personal page on Instagram at the Young Jones. Um, you can find me on Twitter or sorry X. Uh, at Capri Sun, and you can find um, our the socials to our podcast and company, um, our little page uh, at Midway Avenue Productions um, on on TikTok, uh, Instagram, and YouTube. Also, check out our cool uh, top ten list of all of us. If you if you didn't hear our episode last week, you go back and listen to it. But if you want to listen to our list, I put out our list of top ten of our movies, both from Nick, Moses, Joel, and myself. Uh, it's on our TikTok as well as our. Um, our uh, Instagram feed. But yeah, guys, looking forward to a great 2024 with you all. All right. And you can find my Twitch at the OG Cuban Recon. Um, I stream as much as I possibly can. And I would love to have a, uh, you know, open discussion with anybody that'd like to join and watch me game and just talk. All right. Well, Thank you guys for joining us on this journey through our thoughts, opinions, mad ramblings, uh, just overall, just opinions of movies and film and everything that we love and hopefully you love as well. Um, we hope to see you guys next week. Uh, we'll, uh, uh, we thoroughly do enjoy this. And for this year, we, uh, are going to be pushing to make this way bigger than it is this more fun and uh you know bringing back the same energy and just new uh same old content of course but also 
new content as well, new interviews, new people, uh, and just, you know, new discussions and views. Hopefully you will return and, uh, you know, spread the word to your friends. We love y'all. Stay safe. Have a good morning, afternoon, and night. Love y'all. Deuces.